After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Quicksilver Tours. Look, we all know travelling is the worst part of any vacation, let alone when hitting Orlando. And what do you do when you get to the airport? Magical Express is about to disappear, free transportation as part of a package deal can be hit or miss, and no one wants to queue up for a long time to get a car hire. And that is where Quicksilver come in. They have a free stop for groceries for airport round trips, a complimentary meet and greet service, as well as luggage assistance. And after a nine hour flight, who couldn't want some help with their luggage? And look, podcasts are always promoting things, right? But how many can vouch for the products or service? Well, we can, because Craig has used Quicksilver on previous trips and will be using them again for his next, and he went with 17 people. So whilst we know there are other good companies out there, we personally know how good Quicksilver are, and we are delighted to welcome them as sponsors. And you know what? We can even sweeten the deal. If you contact Quicksilver Tours for a reservation and mention this podcast, they will even give you a special discount of $5 off for airport round trips that's off their already reasonable prices so you've tried the rest and now try the ones who in our opinion are the best by visiting quicksilvertransportation.com today don't wait if you have an upcoming trip book today welcome to disney parks and beyond a disney podcast about theme parks and all things disney from the after dark podcast network Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. I am Nick and uh, for this emergency broadcast, I'm joined by Craig. Sound the klaxon here <laughs> in Elgin in the Highlands of Scotland. Wah, wah, wah. Reverse the mechanism. And yep. also we have called Scott, Mr. D. Hello there. Hello, hello, hello. Sounds like the beginning of the purge. Class four weapons and above are prohibited. Yeah, exactly. Murder is now legal for 12 continuous hours. Well, he's in Scotland. Um, yeah. Okay, so we've got to stop doing this. Although it's not our fault. Technically, this is not our fault. This is Disney's fault, not us. You know, we're quite happy yeah. with our schedule. Disney keep messing this up. Um, and we only did a, an emergency episode, well, about two weeks ago, actually, about Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, but unlike that, this time, I have had people messaging me all day saying, are you going to do a podcast about this? Which never happens. So people are obviously really kind of het up about this. This is really spooking them out. So yeah. um, we are gathered here today to talk about uh, Disney Genie. Hello. Uh, no, not you. 
It's the Shield of Disney Pain. Uh, Disney Genie, which is um, the uh, long uh, anticipated, long anticipated um, kind of change. <clears throat> yes, uh, change to the the fast pass system that came before it, um, and this has, as predicted, sent this Twitter, this social media into absolute meltdown. Like everyone's head has fallen off, the sky is falling, people are never going back. Uh, it's it's distressing, it's upsetting. Uh, very few people seem to be. Uh, in favour of this, I'm sure they're out there. There might even be one on here today. I don't know. Um, I did see one on uh, a forum. There you go. Yeah, and that person got lots of feedback very quickly, <laughs> actually, from lots of people. Look, look, look! Opinions are like arseholes. We've all got one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we thought we'd we'd better get together and and get it out quick um, and talk about it to maybe ease some concerns, maybe address some concerns, maybe. You know just just what our general feeling uh is on it um so so yeah let's uh let's crack on um were we surprised when the announcement came out no yeah i was Were you? because it, it well yeah because it's been rumored and rumored and rumored but it was like it's going to be halfway through the 50th celebration it's going to be at the start it's going to be end they're going to bury it and basically they have buried it haven't they at the start, because what are you going to do if you're going on the on for the fiftieth celebration? You're going yeah. for the fiftieth celebration, so you're going to like it or you're going to lump it. I bet yeah. you nobody um, cancels their booking. Uh, no, no, no. There will be not not for the fiftieth, but there are definitely people that are at least contemplating. I've seen a few people say they cancelled their booking. I've seen a few people saying yeah. they're never going back. I. That's- I don't buy it, that's, if I'm honest. That's, yeah, that's like when um, Evertonians um, get Rafa Benitez as manager. We've got to burn <laughs> our season tickets. It doesn't happen. It's all, For it's our American listeners, this is, a, this is a soccer uh, story that Craig is now <laughs> indulging in. Soccer nerd. Funny enough, Craig, I actually had a row with, on Twitter today with an Everton fan who hey. had grand ideas above his station about the status of Everton um, compared to West Ham. Um, <laughs> put him in his place. I think it'd be seventh. Yeah, I think for me, I, I don't think it was a surprise, and the reason for that is that obviously Fast Pass was suspended through the pandemic, mm. but everything is ramping back up again, and they're getting ready for the fiftieth, which is you know only what a month and a half away. Um, so they're putting things back in place. I couldn't see them really scaling up the the crowds for the 50th Mm. without having something in place you know because it's just standby lines right now isn't it i mean that's it apart from uh millennium um right to the resistance which is boarding groups but so i thought they would announce it before the 50th Mm. and the the, the genie app was announced before they announced the pandemic basically oh yeah yeah, this is this is not new. We knew that something was coming and we knew roughly what it was going to be. I think it's what is included in this, which might be uh, of a surprise to people. But, um, you know, for anyone interested on what's going on elsewhere, um, we, we covered this on Discover DLP last month. Um, yeah, it was the July episode. And we, we talked about what they were doing there because that kind of was a bit of a, 
in in some ways a precursor disneyland paris do not have the infrastructure of the american parks they they couldn't launch genie but they've done their own thing which kind of you know steps on the toes a little bit of what genie does as well so um yeah well look um mr d do you want to give us a a, a kind of as brief as you can overview of of what disney genie actually is sure i think I think before I talk about Disney Genie, because um, I was thinking about this earlier, I mean, most people knew how the paper FastPass system worked and then how FastPass Plus worked. But it might just be worth just kind of revisiting those sure. because Disney have used a couple of the concepts um, in this new system. So when you had paper FastPasses, you booked nothing in advance. You went to the park on the day you ran to the attraction that you were trying to get a fast pass for. So yeah. usually one of the bigger rides, let's say you're in the Magic Kingdom, you run to Space Mountain and you go to the fast pass machine and you put your Disney park tickets in there and it would spit out a paper fast pass and it would give you a, a return time and it was an hour. So let's say it's nine in the morning and, and there was a board and it would tell you fast pass return for 10.20 to 11.20. So you put your, put your ticket in and you get these paper tickets. And then you would come back at that time, you join the fast pass line. And that was it. You could only have one at a time unless you'd either hit the window for your fast pass. So as soon as you hit that 10.20, you could go and get another one. Or two hours after you got your first one, which whichever came first, right? And yep. you could keep doing that through the day um, so long as fast passes were available. And obviously on some rides, you'd get to a point where the fast passes would run out the popular ones. And it, and it, so, would, be a, it would be a pain because um, hmm. the, the, the classic experience for me was um, our first day at Hollywood Studios on our honeymoon. We mm-hmm. rushed down to get tickets for Toy Story Mania because mm. that was still relatively new. I think it might have opened the year before we went or something, or maybe earlier that year. Yeah. So we were like, we need to get a fast pass for this early. So we yeah. got there for rope drop and we queued up. And bearing in mind, we got there for, for rope drop. Our fast pass tickets weren't until half past four in the afternoon. Yeah. And, yeah. and the yeah. thing and is, that, that fast pass, uh, the, the fast pass booth probably closed about an hour um, after yeah. park opening because everyone had had the fast passes for the day. Yeah, and that uh, it would, was, it, that, you're right. That Sorry, would bulge you up. That would bulge you up for the day then. Yeah, yeah you couldn't. Could, uh, you couldn't get. Well, I I didn't know about the two hour two hour rules. So, um, yeah, that was that was a bit of a pain. Um, but so, you know, because of when we were there and and how Disney was at that time, wait times around the park weren't too bad. So I think. Yeah. The most we queued for was put about 45 minutes to an hour. It wasn't that bad in, in Hollywood Studios. But yes, that could ruin the rest of your day if you if yeah. that's your only fast pass you can get. I mean, it certainly could be quite stressful if you were trying to get on something like Toy Story Midway Mania. And it was quite dangerous at times because as soon as they did rope drop, you know, literally thousands of people running for the same one or two attractions. And there were a few, I saw a few heated arguments. So it wasn't great from that point of view. And then also sometimes you'd be co- you'd be zigzagging back and cross back and forth across the park to try and get different attractions. And usually as the dad, you know, yeah. I'd be the one that would have the four tickets and I'd leave <laughs> Kerry with the kids and I'd run across the park and try and get some fast passes and then run back again. Yeah. So it was pretty hard on my feet. But uh, that was and the we'd have, system. 
we'd have radios, two-way radios. Yeah, or we, we did that. Or we'd have American SIM cards. Yeah. Uh, you know, all that type of stuff. So it was, yeah. it was, it wasn't a nightmare. It was just hard work. So, yeah. but, but then Fast Blast Plus come along. Yeah. So Fast Pass Plus was was completely different. Um, you could pre-book your Fast Passes. And if you were staying on site in a Disney hotel, you had an advantage because you could book them 60 days in advance. Now, it was a tiered system, so you could book three. So you had to choose the park that you wanted to go to because the three Fast Passes had to be for the same park. So again, let's say you're going to go Magic Kingdom. But they were tiered, so like, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, and maybe Big Thunder, I can't remember. They would be like the top tier. You could have one of those. And then you could have two others from lesser tiers. So maybe you would have Space Mountain and Phantasmic and, I don't know, Peter Pan, something like that. So, you, But you could get your three in advance. So you knew what part you were going to that day. Um and so you could book ADRs and plan. And so it was, it was almost the opposite of the paper system. The paper system was, I'm going to go to this part and I'm going to get, I don't know what. Fast Pass Plus, I'm going to book everything way in advance. 60 days if you're on site, 30 days if you were an off site guest. So the on site guests had pretty massive advantage, really, when it came to getting and, you know, and the good six, Fast Passes. It was 60 days plus 10 as well, wasn't it? Yeah. So if you were, Good point, Craig. So if you were gone for two weeks, like the typical Brett, on that first day, you could book your fast pass for the for the next um, 10 days after. So the first day plus nine, which was a massive advantage versus people who were gone for shorter periods, say like the typical American family who go maybe five, six, seven days, um, you know, because you could, you would be booking, you know, quite far out and, and the strategy I use which I think I've talked about before is for a really really popular attraction say like Flight of Passage I would actually go on on my 60 day mark but I'd jump straight to the 10th day so I'm actually yeah. at 70 days and I'd book Flight of Passage for that day and I'd start working back and I'd just accept the fact that by the time I got back to the early days of my holiday I, I wouldn't be getting you know the top top fast passes I'd, but I'd still be getting good fast passes and I didn't care because I'd have you know two or three fast passes for a flight of passage for soaring for whatever so it was very much a pre-planned very structured you know thing now when you were in the park on the day you could uh, once you'd used your three fast passes you could then use the app or the terminals to try and get another fast pass but Typically, they'd be the, the lesser, you know, the less popular rides. And that was where you had to be careful as well, because if you booked a fast pass for, say, 8 in the morning, another one for 12, and another one for 4 in the afternoon, it means you aren't using your third fast pass to 4 in the afternoon. So you can't then book a fourth fast pass until after that one. So, again, there was a lot of strategy and planning involved in Fast Pass Plus, all right? And the thing is that, like, you know, some people, like well, you guys are, are good examples of this, you know, you would sit there with Excel spreadsheets um, and, and work out, you know, what you were doing, very regimented, everything like that. Mm. I was never that person, you know. And I, I okay, I was there before Fast Pass Plus the last time. But, yeah. you know, yeah. we said, right, these are the, the parts we want to visit on these days. We kind of planned that element of it. Yeah. Um, 
and but but that was subject to change you know yeah. if we decided actually we don't want to do that then that's fine whilst when you sure. guys are planning this um you know you've oh, got you're your fast in, pass, yeah. you're, that's it yeah. you know you you don't want to lose yeah. those fast passes so well, you course, are stuck to it yeah and of course the other thing that locked you in was for years and years and years in fact until very recently you know most of us would go on free dining so again yeah. you're locking 180 in your days locked in. 180 days yeah so very often you would actually pre-plan your park if you were going to eat in a restaurant in the park or even even if you were going to eat in, say, Ohana's, you think, okay, Ohana's is near the Magic Kingdom. So that day that we book Ohana's, we're going to go to the Magic Kingdom. And then at 60 days then, you'd be trying to get, you know, Magic Kingdom fast passes for, for that, you know. So it, it, it was a very structured, very pre-planned approach. Now we, you know, once you got into it, once you get into the holiday, there would be times when you change stuff. You just say, you know what, you know, We've already done Haunted Mansion four times. We've got a fast pass tomorrow for Haunted Mansion, but we'd rather go to a water park or we'd rather go to, yeah. you know, somewhere else. So oh, yeah. we would flex it a bit, but yeah. And you, you could cancel Very it structured. as well and try yeah. and get yeah. another fast pass. And my, mm-hmm. our record on one day, one, one day in the Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. everything, the stars aligned. We got our early fast passes first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. We got 13 fast passes in one wow. day. Yeah, you're doing well there. Yeah. You know, and we we smashed it, and we were there yeah. from park opening to park close, but we did it. Yeah. Um, so that's good. So what's next? And and the right, thing so is as well. Us, mm. Oh, sorry, I was just yep. going to say. No, and go and ahead, the, yep. the other thing with that as well is it did mean you know when you weren't staying on site, and this happened to me and P Dubs when we mm-hmm. went to Hollywood Studios for the day, we only had thirty days. At mm-hmm. which point, and we and we did it, you know, as soon as reservations opened up on that 30-day window, we were on first thing in the morning, or yeah. it was. And, you know, the best we could get was Terror Terror, Indiana mm-hmm. Jones, and Muppet Vision. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, there, yeah. there was none of the attractions that we wanted to, Terror Terror sure. wanted to do, but, you know, that was it. Yeah. So everything yeah. else was was queuing up time. Um, but, yeah, yeah so, so Genie. Yeah, so the, the previous FastPass Plus system, you could you could book the fast passes and track everything through your My Disney Experience app. So what's been what's been introduced now is is um, a new app. Or I'm actually a little bit unclear whether whether Genie sits within My Disney Experience or not because he kind of talked in the video. Disney produced like a 50 minute video, and it was a little bit unclear. But anyway, well, I can I can confirm that it says it's built okay. right into the My Disney Experience and Disneyland yeah. apps. So okay, so, so they seem to be like an overarching umbrella. I know you're going to have this uh, Disney Genie app, and it's going to do lots of stuff. It's going to do a kind of touring plans type thing. Uh, you can put in your preferences in terms of you know specific rides that you'd like to ride, but also kind of more general. You can say, I like Star Wars, or I like Marvel, or I like uh, classic characters, or whatever. And it'll it'll make it'll kind of make um, suggestions. Give yeah. you a touring plan, I think. That's yeah, it'll give you a touring plan. Yeah, or or at least, uh, yeah, yeah. It will. It'll produce a kind of a kind of touring plan. So the the genie, the basic genie app will be free. So you don't have to pay for that. But um, there is no there is no free fast passes now, right? No. So they're gone. So. If you want to go and have the basic Genie app, that's free. If you want to go to the park and go into the standby lines for any attraction, 
that's fine and that's still free. Well, hang on before before we go into the add-ons. What does the yeah. what does a free tier get you? So just just having the genie mm. function in these apps, what do you get? Well, um, my my impression is you get all the rides and all their wait times, and it tells you where best to manage. So you've told it like Paul said. You've told it. I love Cinderella. I love Snow White. I love Small World. It'll tell you what times of the day. You've just come out of Splash Mountain, Small World's a 10-minute wait. You want to go on that ride, go and ride it now. That's my impression. Yeah. yeah. It, it seems to say, I'm looking at the Disney Parks blog post on it, and it says, I mean, there's a video that you watch which kind of explains yeah. it a bit more, but... Um, it says get itinerary updates in the morning tonight. So Disney Genie will continue to update your itinerary throughout your day so you can be more spontaneous and go with the flow. Uh, find your favorites at a glance, create your very own personal tip ball to instantly see your favorites. It will display current and forecasted future wait times, helping you predict when you might experience quicker entry to attractions. So that is very touring plans, isn't it? Um, yeah. and enjoy more flexibility and fun. Disney Genie brings existing planning features together in one place, join a virtual queue at certain attractions, make dining and experience reservations, mobile order food at many locations, yeah. and get help from a virtual assistant and more. But that's yeah. that's where that kind of ends. But mm-hmm. at, just look at that and to paraphrase them at a glance, that to me, the bit where it says displays current and forecasted future wait times, that is really going to eat into touring plans considering that that is part of the free part of the app yeah yeah that's right and and obviously you know touring plans have been going for a long time there are some interesting dynamics here because you know disney's wait times have got a history of being less than accurate um so are they gonna are they gonna change that um or are they gonna have the posted wait times pretty much as they have been, but then the wait times in the Disney Genie app, are they going to be different? Are they going to be more accurate? So there's a there's a number of different questions about this. And I know that Touring Plans have said that once this thing's up and running, they're gonna they're gonna do and publish a head-to-head comparison between their their touring plans and the and the Disney Genie Plus touring plan. So that's gonna think- be really interesting mm. i think the difference for me is tour and plans relies on staff to go through the rides queues themselves through a load of data historical data but on yep. the on any given day joe blogs can go on the tour and plans app say i'm at the mm. seven dwarfs mind saying start yep. the cl- clock i'm walking yep. through the queue now it's a 90 minute queue i'm on the yep. ride sends that data off yeah. Um, that's relying on human beings to provide mm-hmm. them with up-to-date data. Yeah. I think this Disney app is going to be using NFC, is it? And Bluetooth technology? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to have to give a whole load of permissions to Disney when you install this app. Mm-hmm. And I think as you're walking through the start of the queue and you're getting on the ride, I think you're going to be unbeknownst to you. Like, mm-hmm. like with the... Um, like with the, the sat-navs that you call, how does, a car, how does the sat-navs now know that there's a traffic yeah. jam up at the top of the road? It's because all mm-hmm. the cars have got all their phones all pinging yeah. all this information. I yeah. think that's how Disney are going to do it. Yeah, and... and yeah, the, but, I mean, to be the, fair... Sorry. No, I was just going to say that the, the, the problem with the, the touring plans model is with their staff, their staff will probably be pretty accurate. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
Mm. You know, that's that's what they're there for, right? Yeah, if you're yeah. also relying on um, users, how many users get to the front and forget to press stop? Yeah, and don't I'm don't press. Yeah, don't don't press stop until they actually get off the ride and think, oh god, I didn't press stop. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. so okay, it's not going to throw the algorithm out by lots, but what mm. I'm saying is, is all of these all of these things that are manually based, which touring yeah. plans is at the moment, are going to be subject to user error. Now, mm. Disney's you know, what Disney use at the moment obviously doesn't work as well. And it doesn't matter what park you're in, wherever in the world, you've been queuing up for an attraction that says 40 minute wait and it's taken an hour. And you've also queued up for something that says it's an hour wait and you've been through in 25 minutes. So, yeah. you know, that technology as it stands doesn't work. However, this is being built into an app. So as Craig says, if you've enabled your permissions, which is going to ask you to do, it's going to track you every step of the way. It's going to know yeah. when you, you know, when you're in the queue, as you go yeah. through the queue, or when you get to the front of the queue. So mm -hmm. that sounds like it's going to be more on the ball than anything we've got currently. It's true. And I, I, think, I think the question, though, is will Disney just publish the raw information like that, which, which should be very accurate, or are they going to manipulate the wait times to spread people through the park and to manage actively manage the queues. So they, they may not want you to know, you know, that this ride's got a low wait time. They, they might want to push you somewhere else. And, and that's been the thinking before because sometimes the wait times are, are inaccurate well, and it's not because Disney doesn't know they're inaccurate. They just seem to choose to, to leave them at higher levels and you know the disney system for tracking the wait time should actually be pretty accurate because they give you a lanyard and i've done it i mean you've probably seen other people yeah, yeah. the cast member at the beginning yeah. of the ride gives you a lanyard and it's got some kind of tag on it and then at the end you hand in the lanyard so they they know how long the, the wait time is now they can do that as many times a day as they want but they still choose to post inaccurate wait times because it seems to help them distribute crowds and manage crowds. They actively push people away from certain ways to get them in other areas of the park. So that's the question. If you're, if you're paying for the Genie Plus app, is that what you're paying for? Are you paying for the truth? All right. And if you don't pay for it, you're getting Disney's managed numbers. That, to me, that would be a question. I mean, it, doesn't, be, yeah. it doesn't seem... So I'm just looking at the, the paid for bit now um so this is the disney genie plus service very similar to uh premier access plus at disneyland paris in that mm -hmm. it's just stick a plus at the end of it and it's suddenly an upcharge thing um so this is what disney parks blog says and i know you guys have you know read other, other things and heard other people speak but this is what they're saying so for the price of 15 dollars per ticket per day at disney world resort and 20 dollars per ticket per day at disneyland resort Choose the next available time to arrive at a variety of attractions and experiences using the Lightning Lane entrance, which is replacing the Fast Pass Lane, right? Um, you can make one selection at a time throughout the day, from classics like Haunted Mansion to thrill rides like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and newer favorites like Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, attractions subject to limited availability. This convenient option is the next evolution of the fan favorite Disney Max Pass service from Disneyland Resort. Disney Genie Plus will also include Disney Parks themed audio experience and photo features to capture your memories. 
augmented reality lenses for those visiting Walt Disney World and unlimited Disney photo pass downloads for, from your day if you're visiting Disneyland Resort. So it's interesting that Disneyland are still keeping what they had as part of Max Pass mm-hmm. in, you know, your, it's basically your photo pass for the day. Yeah. Um, but Disney World augmented re- reality lenses, yeah. that to me suggests that that's going to replace the magic uh, photos. No, I don't think so. I mean, it actually shows some of that in the in the video. Right. So it's almost like you know the you know the special photo pass photographs you used to get where you have like a character superimposed yeah. in the photograph. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that. Yes, yeah, I thought. Like, so that's what I meant. Yeah, so yeah, but it's almost like. A- you're doing a job of a photo pass photographer, basically. You're doing it yourself with a Snapchat filter that's been built into the app. Yeah, but it, it I guess the, the regular photo pass, though, doesn't seem to be included in this for Walt Disney World. It does for no. Disneyland, but not for Walt Disney World. No, memory What's being makers... included are these special effects that you can overlay on your camera phone yeah. to take your own special you know, photographs that have got Mickey Mouse in them or, or whatever. Yeah, well, I think that the, the dangerous thing, the dangerous thing for that is, right, we were turned away from um, Rock and Roller Coaster once for doing the sign of the devil, one in the pink, one in the stink, that thing. That's not the sign of the devil. We, we can't <laughs> give you, we can't give you that photo because we'll get sacked. That's what they were like, right, on the photo pass. And we were mm. like, why? It's a rock and roll pose. Everyone does it. No, we can't. We'll lose our job for that. But if so, the photo pass people, when you've got a, a pretend character like Olaf or whoever standing next to you, that mm. is a very specific, you've got to do a specific action to, for that character to show up on the photo pass. But you could literally put any filter on the chipmunks and um, Flash Mountain. Some bird with an orcs out with the chipmunks in front. Do you know what I mean? And no, no, that's not yeah. going to work. How are you going to get your ride taken on no, Splash not Mountain? The ride. No, not the ride. So you're just out anywhere in the parks and you want to do a special photo. Yeah. You can literally manipulate that photo for you to be doing whatever you want and Goofy standing next to you. Right. Okay. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. And then that gets out into the social media and all over the place. And Disney haven't got control of that, whereas Disney have currently got control of all the photographs ah, that day. Well, well, yes, possibly, but what if the photos you take are taken through the app, i.e. you you have to download them onto your phone? Oh, yeah, I hope so. Maybe, I mean, if that's, yeah. if that, I mean that, that's how you bypass that, but you're absolutely right. If, if it's just this is a filter using your standard iPhone camera app, then yeah. But I, I, I bet this will be done through the app so they can, they can monitor that, but we'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and it, so that's the first part. The yeah. second part uh, of, of what you get for, Oh, actually, no, sorry. So, so that's, that's what you get for 15 or $20. Then yeah. you've got another thing, which is individual attraction selections, which are, uh, just says in brackets available for purchase schedule time to arrive at two highly demanded attractions each day using the lightning lane entrance like seven doors mine train at magic kingdom park and radiator springs races at disney's california adventure subject to limited availability attractions not included with disney genie plus 
and pricing for this option will vary by date, attraction, and park, and will be uh, announced closer to launch. That Uh is exactly what we get in Paris right now. And on the latest episode of Discover DLPs, the one we released uh, last week, the August episode, we went through the attractions in each park that had this and what the pricing was, because literally every attraction... You know, there was about four or five prices, but every attraction was different. So, for example, well, let's, I, I think on. I think we've jumped to the to the last bit, and I don't think we've covered the Genie Plus Fast Pass bit. Okay, right. Okay, so there's, there's two two different pieces, but I think what you're talking about, Nick, is the is the second piece. That is, yes, 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 yeah. I was, yeah, right. I think the first piece is. So for the fifteen dollars at Walt Disney World, twenty dollars at Disneyland, you you get Disney Plus on a daily basis, right? So that's the first thing. So it's fifteen dollars per day per person. Yeah. So a family of four is sixty dollars per day, right? Yeah. My yeah. understanding is you can you can buy it kind of on the day, and if you're there for two weeks, you don't have to buy it every day. You can so if you're having a non-park day. You can you can choose not to buy it that day, which would kind of make sense. Let's say you're going to go to the Florida Mall for the day, yep. you, you wouldn't yep. want to spend that sixty dollars. So, so my understanding is you can you can pick and choose the days that you want this for and the days that you don't want it for, and yep. the number of people that you want it for, right? And you get all the things that we just talked about in terms of the the information services. You know the 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 tour and plan type stuff, the booking the restaurants, blah blah blah. But you also get this facility that for most of the rides, but not all of them, not the the tippity top ones. And we'll come back to that when we talk about your second bit. But for most of the rides, you can buy essentially what what was the paper fast pass system, right? And that's why I wanted to talk about the paper fast pass system because it it kind of is that. So you cannot pre-plan or pre-book your fast passes anymore. The whole 60-day thing, 30-day thing with Fast Pass Plus, that's gone. You you buy your Genie Plus, say you buy it on the day, and um, you can buy, you can you can reserve one fast pass um, at a time. And what hasn't been published yet is when can you get your second fast pass? Everybody is assuming that it's similar to the paper system. So either when you hit the window for your first fast pass. Yeah. So again, let's say you get Haunted Mansion for 11 a.m. to 12 a.m. Um, once you get to 11 a.m., you should be able to jump on the app and get a, a second fast pass for another time later in the day. That's what we're assuming, but we don't know that. Or after a certain period of time, I've heard 90 minutes, I've heard two hours, but again, it's all rumor and speculation, then you should be able to get a second fast pass because it does say that you'll be able to get these passes through the day. And they don't call it fast pass anymore. They're calling it lightning lane. So the lightning lane is the physical place that you will go to get a quicker access to that attraction. Genie Plus is the, the app that you book it through, but Lightning Lane is the place that you go on the ride to actually get in quicker. Yeah. Now, Does that make if, sense? If, 
yeah, yeah. But again, it's not all the rides. Um, no. It's so the big hitters in all the four parks won't be included because they're going no. to be Lightning Lane premium payments similar yeah. to Disneyland Paris. Well, Lightning Lane Plus, yeah. That's Lightning yeah. Lane Plus, right? Well, but just one other thing on that. My understanding from something I read, on, I think it was on the actual Disney official thing, is, is you can book those attractions in different parks on the same day. So, so it does yeah. enable park hopping. So in other words, if you go to the Magic Kingdom in the morning, you can book Haunted Mansion. If you park hop to Epcot in the afternoon, you can book, you know, Spaceship Earth, assuming you can yeah. still get a ticket for Spaceship Earth at that time. Um, so it does it does include that. Um, but that is most of the attractions. And they specifically mentioned Smuggler's Run. So that is one of the attractions that would be included in the Genie Plus. Um, but on the other piece, Nick, that you, you were going to talk about, the, the the second piece, the Lightning Plus Lane. Yeah. Um, it specifically mentions Seven Wasp Main Seven Wasp Main Train, for example. So they're talking about a couple of attractions in each park will be this super premium level. So do you wanna do you wanna cover that bit? Get yes. back to what you were yeah. talking about a minute ago. Yeah. So um, in Disneyland Paris, as an example. Autopia costs you eight euros to jump the queue on. Uh, Buzz Lightyear, Peter Pan, they're 15 euros. Uh, Tower of Terror was 12 euros. So there's, there's no kind of, and I, I think actually, if I remember correctly, I think Star Tours was 12, maybe Space Mountain was eight, and Thunder Mountain was 12, something like that. They all varied. None of them really make much sense. To me, the big thrill, thrill rides should be more expensive. Um, Peter Pan, obviously, that's a bit of an anomaly because that's just a very popular ride anyway. So I can understand trying to charge the top dollar for that. Um, but I mean, who's going to pay for eight dollars to ride Autopia? I know it has a quite big queue sometimes, but that's the um, that's the Disney World Express. Right? You know what's it called? It's like Tomorrowland Tomorrowland Speedway. Tomorrowland Speedway. Yeah, yeah, it's the Paris version of that. So I mean, you you wouldn't pay for that attraction, right? No one would do. Um, so that's what it is at, at the moment. Um, I think I think there was about eight or nine attractions, if I yeah, recall that, correctly. That, that's a big difference, though, isn't it? So at Disneyland Paris, all other rides are just queue up rides now, which you yes. were anyway, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and these legacy fast pass rides are now Disney Premium uh, Plus well, or whatever. Not, yeah, not necessarily because Autopia never had a fast pass. So oh, that, right, okay. that's brand new. But yeah, for, for the most part, the most of the other attractions that are on this list in Paris did have a fast pass um, and, ticket machine. And in Paris, you can spend, I think it was 95 euros a day per person to pay for every single one of them rides if you choose. Correct. Yeah, it works out to be about 95. Yeah. So, but at Disney World, you're limited to two. A yeah. day, and the prices have yet to be released, so we don't know any specifics. It could be ten dollars, it could be forty dollars. They're not going to be forty dollars, but you know what I mean. I think well, if they're... you're going to charge fifteen, my my personal guess, if you're charging fifteen dollars, um, to to get access to these other rides and to be able to do that, they can't charge more than that. 
No. Uh, well, the rumor, the rumors, and again, it is only rumors, is the range will be like four to somewhere around $24, $25. However, the expectation is that the pricing will be dynamic. And, and what I mean by dynamic is, um, you know, at a really popular time, see on the 4th of July, um, if, if one of the attractions is flight of passage, say, on the 4th of July, to ride Flight of Passage, when the parks, parks are rammed, it may be, say, $25. Yeah. On a wet Tuesday in January, when the parks are quite quiet, it may be $15 to ride Flight of Passage. So and that the, is also... the, there could be ranges on each attraction, as well as some attractions being more or less expensive than others. Yeah, and, and that's what Disneyland Paris is doing. So... What's quite annoying with with what they're doing at the moment, actually, is they've got the signs up on these attractions to say, oh, if you want to jump the queue, go onto this app or go to Town Hall and book yourself uh, a yeah. Disney like Premier Access slot for this ride. Now, the thing is, there's no pricing for it. And it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't even say it's paid for. So the first yeah. that you're going to find out is if you go to the app or you go to Town Hall because you think, oh, this is like FastPass because it tells you what it is and it sounds like FastPass. Yeah. And then they say that will be 60 euros, please. That's a big problem. What it should do is say, well, two things. It could either just say, you know, for the latest, you know, for the up to the, you know, for today's price, look on the app. Or mm -hmm. it could have like a little screen or something that tells you what today's price is. Yeah. You know, like a currency exchange. Or do you know what I mean? Like there, there's yeah. ways that they could do it. So, so that is what they're doing. So when we talked about the pricing um, at DLP, that was based on what they are currently. That will undoubtedly change as the seasons go and as yeah. you know, crowds rise and fall. And yeah. my guess is, is that those prices will come down, like you say, on that cold Tuesday in January yeah. um, when the park isn't very busy because yeah. you're more likely to make like pay for that if it's, say $15 when it would normally sure. be 25 because then you think you're getting a bargain all it yeah. is is that actually they just want to get some extra money that day well, so yeah. that's what and the do. thing is the thing is if it is a cold Tuesday in, in February or January whatever it is and the standby lane is only 20 minutes you're not going to pay $25 right you're no. going to go well I'll just wait 20 minutes but if it's $4 you may go do you know what for $4 save 20 any minutes it's freezing cold yeah okay hold it yeah you know there's a couple uh, other things go on go ahead Greg sorry well no I was just going to say um, on the t one of the touring plan things I read uh, last couple of weeks is basically currently at Disney and I think Disney needs to be transparent about this and publish all the information so people can make an informed decision not just touring plans saying what it is but it was, it was like an 80-20 split. 80% of an hourly pass-through of a ride was for fast passes, and 20% was for standby line. So absolutely, they were massage. So it could be a three-hour wait for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but the queue didn't look that big. But now, the same, now because there's no fast passes currently, the same ride is showing a three-hour wait, and that queue... Is halfway round Fantasyland. So, now, Craig, we've—I know this is different, but it is related, yeah. right? I'm because I mean I, I've obviously not used 
um, Files Plus Plus. I've not been to the parts, well, just that one day. But my big experience of that is when we did Halloween Horror Nights with Express. And what we did on some on some uh, nights is we'd queue up for a house and think, oh, this queue isn't too bad. And we'd be in the express line because we had the express to use. And actually, people were passing us in the regular line. So sometimes you think being in the standby uh, in the express line is actually going to be quicker. It's not always the case because they're obviously trying to jumble how many regular people they're letting in compared to how many express people they're letting in at one yeah, time. They, they've, they've got to keep them moving as well. Yeah. But it was very, very regulated in that yes. respect. And because these people have got fast passes that need to be used and they need to get them through. But yeah. now at the moment it's a hundred percent standby. Yeah, but I've, you know, I've, had it, I've had it both ways. I mean, I've been in the standby lane and they're letting you in and then all of a sudden you get to the cast member and they say stop because now they're going to let, you know, 50 fast pass people in and you think, oh, damn it, if I'd just been 10 seconds yeah, earlier, yeah. I would have yeah. gone through. And I've been the other and, way. I've been in the fast pass lane when they've stopped me and let a load of standby people through. But and that's just imagine, how... Imagine being in the standby queue and you say, how many's in your party, mate? And you say 17. And he put yeah. her hands up and he let everyone through because the 17 of you trying to get on the ride. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Never been in that situation, mate. Listen, there's a, there's a couple other things about uh, Fast Pass, sorry, Lightning uh, Plus, okay? So, okay, so Lightning Plus is different from uh, the Lightning Line in that you pay this amount, whatever it is, $10, $20, whatever it is for the top attractions probably only a couple of attractions in each park um, and again there's speculation out there about which attractions those are going to be you can you can bet 100% Rise of the Resistance is, is going to be one of them um, but my understanding is that it's different to the Lightning Line in that Lightning Plus lets you straight to the front of the Lightning Line as well right so for that $20 you, you don't wait at all. You're pretty much right in, straight into the ride. So that's one difference between Lightning Plus and Lightning, right? Yeah. And another uh, thing to take note of is if you, so as Craig mentioned, I think they're only going to let you buy, I think, two Lightning Plus rides per day. So you can't keep riding Rise of the Resistance 20 times a day or, you know, hit every every big attraction in one go. And the speculation, again, this is mainly coming from touring plans, but there's, I've seen it in a few places. The speculation is they, are, they make a lot of money from VIP tours and they don't want this to be a cheap version of a VIP tour. So yeah. you're only going to be able to do one or two Lightning Plus rides in, in a day, per person per day. I'm sure there'll be ways that people can fudge that but, or try and fudge it, but, but that's the thing. The other thing is if you're a Disney guest, so if you're staying in a Disney hotel, you can actually book your Lightning Plus Pass from 7 a.m. in the morning. If you are not a Disney guest, if you're an off-site guest, you can't book that Lightning Plus Pass until the park's open. So Disney guests get first dibs on the Lightning Plus Passes. 
that, that's that's an interesting development. That because mm-hmm. say say it is ten dollars to go and ride seven dwarfs mine train. That's only the price of a beer. Yeah. You know, I I when we were there two years ago, our round was one hundred and twenty dollars, and that yeah, was but, for you are scale style. But but Craig, sick. It's, uh, that's the price of a beer on top of the price of a bottle of champagne. Do you know what I mean? You've well, already paid for your park ticket. This is yeah. what people are, are are kind of, as far as I'm concerned, this is where people are missing the point. It wasn't that long ago that the whole world went absolutely apeshit when the price of a one-day ticket went above $100. This is, and it's gone beyond that since then. This is all on top of that, you know? It's... <sighs> It's it. I've got mixed feelings about this. I, you know, in theory, I should hate this. this is all the things I hate about Disney, right? You know, and I, I was very vocal about Disneyland Paris and and what they were doing there. Um, I think had Disneyland Paris come in with this, where you know, for fifteen euros or twenty euros a day, you know, whatever, you got some of this stuff. I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have Disneyland like, Paris. Could do it tomorrow. They could just. They say, can't. Like they, they literally. Yeah. These eight can't. rides, they can. They can just go. These eight rides, you can pay us 30, 30 euros, forty euros, and you can all ride them rides once. Yeah. Okay, but but, then, but they haven't got the technology for the other part of it though. Is what we're hearing. No. Yeah. They no. haven't. And and having that without the other, they they can't do the other bit. So what they've done is they've just kind of gone for that across across. Not everything, but but more rides. They've done that across as many rides as they think they can and, get and away to, with. And to be honest, as well, you know, other than the peak time, so Christmas, summer holidays, half term weeks, you know, you can go to Disneyland Paris and not have to use too many fast passes. That is true. I do like to use these, like fast passes when I'm there, but in reality, I could just spend another twenty five minutes queuing up for an attraction that I would have had a fast pass for. So it's different you know disney world and and disneyland are different beasts and so this is this is uh much more uh necessary uh i suppose but um i hear i hear both sides of what you just said there and on the one hand you know you said a beer craig but let's say a pin right if i'm gonna pay 15 dollars to get a genie plus for the day i might not go and buy myself a pin that I might have done in the shop. But Disney still got that money that I would have spent on merchandise. Now, in a way, that's actually better for Disney because that's just free money, in essence. You know, when you're buying a pin, they've had to design that pin and pay somebody. They've had to manufacture that pin and pay somebody. They've had to get it shipped over, which costs money. Then they've got to sell it in the shop, which costs money. Do you know what I mean? So they're actually seeing more dollars from me spending 15 quid or 15 dollars on disney genie plus than if i decided to buy myself a pin or something like that where where just genie plus for me potentially falls down is is the same as the legacy fast pass system is if you're not quick enough because it says when them rides are available it doesn't say you walk off splash mountain and then you walk on uh, big thunder mountain and then you walk on haunted mansion it says it gives you a return time. So if you... And it's, and it's, one, it, it's one at a time as well. Exactly. So if you get it wrong and you really want to go on Splash Mountain, but 
But the next return time is four o'clock in the afternoon. You've just cut your own throat for the day. Yeah. Or you don't book that and you just go and queue up. You know, yeah. But pe- people will be naive and will cock up. And then it will be Disney's fault. It won't be the person's fault. Yeah. I, I personally think anyone that's going to pay this money for Genie Plus will have more of an idea of what they're doing. Except, you know, when you've got free fast passes, which is what we're used to, everyone has access to it and everyone's going to be using it and people will make rookie mistakes. Anyone that's going to be paying for this service, you would have thought would have done some research. Yeah. And th- but- when Fast Pass Plus come out, didn't they limit it to two initially? And when it, when it was in beta, and then when it went mainline, the, the further down the line, he made it three. So this could change. This mm. could change. You could will, maybe it, book three. Yeah, it almost certainly will change. And that's one, I guess, one of my concerns, though, Craig, is, you know, Disney has got a long, long, even before JPEG. And, you know, his return to the Gordon Gecko philosophy that greed is good, even before him, you know, Disney's got a long history of constantly jacking up the prices way above inflation, right? Whether that's theme park ticket prices or whatever. And, and recently that's just accelerated. So if this goes in and it's relatively successful, it, it won't be that long before it's not a beer, it's two beers or three beers or four beers. It, you know, it, it's all supply and demand. As far as Disney's concerned, it's supply and demand. And yeah, I, think I mean, that, you know, I, I, was, I was watching a vlog the other day and it was $5.50 for a bottle of water. Yeah. And it was cheaper to buy a lemonade. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that's, that's long been a thing. I mean, you know, when we went to Galaxy's Edge, we bought, uh, I bought a Coke, a Sprite, um, P-Dubs bought a couple of bottles as well because we wanted the bottles. Those bottles were like, I want to say about $6 each and they were less than the size of a can, like a regular can. <laughs> so, you know, that that's a, that's famously something that Disney's always done. Um, yeah. That's not too much of a surprise. But, um, yeah, I think I think with this, um, I mean, look, the, the, the comments, I'm just, again, just looking at Disney Parks blog, uh yeah. 50 likes 127 ne- negative comments somebody posted a, a few hours ago um you know people are um really really unhappy with this um mm. as as people are with change in general now the people i do feel sorry for are people like kate over on mickey waffles who's now planning her first disney world holiday has been dreaming of this for years been planning to do this for years finally able to do it obviously covid restrictions dependent but you know hopefully doing it beginning of next year and all the things she was expecting all the planning that she has been doing uh to maximize her her time and stuff like that is now gone because this is this is the new process so now she's either got to find money you know either for her entire trip or for specific days when um they feel that they're going to need it the most um, which is extra cost on holiday they weren't expecting. And all right, it's $15 a day, but it adds up. It's like parking, it adds up. So, yeah, you know, it's it, it, $15 per day per head, right? Yeah, so it's, so it's people, first dollar a day for two for, people. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying I don't feel sorry for Kate. I mean, Kate will have a great time, 
Yes. And she, she's gone at a time of year where I think, you know, crowd levels will probably be a little bit lower. Yeah, so the only the only problem she's finish, got yeah. the only problem she's got is I think she's there for the run weekend. Yeah. So okay. that weekend will be that'll drive things up a little bit. Yeah. But the people I feel sorry for is, you know, mom and dad and three kids because it's fifteen dollars per person per day. Right? Yeah, no kids prices. Yeah. Right. And, and I think the other thing there's there's two other things about this that I've got a problem with. And then I'm and then I'm gonna say something different. So the other two things are, um, I think one of the things that people are unhappy about is on the top of the parking cost, right? That was introduced a couple of years ago. This is this is another one of those where literally Disney Disney hasn't increased its costs in this area, right? You know they had they had free parking at the resorts um, for for Disney guests forever. And and now they suddenly decide we're going to start charging for this, so it's kind of money for nothing. You're you're not getting anything. You're not getting any added value for what you're paying for the parking. You're what getting you the same thing, for free. but now you're paying for yeah. What you had for free, for and the fast pass is the same. Yeah, yeah, you had it free Agreed. for a year. Well, free. It was it was it wasn't free though. It was in the price of your hotel room, right? Yes, yes, but. Now that, but now they, they use this excuse. They said, "Well, other places charge a resort fee or a parking fee. We're we're just following them. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. You, they're charging you twice for parking because it was built into the original cost of the hotel room. Well, it's the same. And, uh, it's the same we were thinking, talking you know about. What? Well, it's the same we saw about the other night with uh, Magical Express, right? Exact same situation. Yeah. Right, and this is and this is the same. You know, Fast Pass was free, but it wasn't wasn't really free, right? Because Disney charged a huge amount for access to a theme park in the first place. And FastPass was just a way for them to try and keep you happy. Remember, FastPass was invented because guests were unhappy that they spent all this money to get into the park and they, they couldn't ride any other big attractions. So this gave you a chance that at least, if, at least you'd be able to ride one or two of the big attractions in with mm. some of the lesser attractions. So so FastPass wasn't free. It was it was in with the cost of your ticket. Now what they're saying is, and again, you've got to blame Universal, really, right? Universal, to a large extent, have been charging for, for Express Pass for a long time, and, and that's given Disney the excuse to just go, well, you know, although they aren't explicitly saying that, everybody knows Universal are charging for it. So it gives Disney the excuse to say, well, you know, here you go. So I think that's the big thing. I think I think a it's it's another step towards pricing up families on on lower income, making it yeah. harder and harder for them to go. And I think that's bothering people. And it's another thing where you're basically getting nothing for the increase in price. They're just they're just giving you something. They're just charging you for something that was free before, or or it was built into the cost. But what? the other thing that really pissed me off, and I I know that. I know that I'm probably being a bit idealistic here, but when you watch that video, it, it's pretty sickening how they're playing this back to you. You know, it's, mm. it's, we have listened to your feedback and we have improved our experience. No, nobody asked for paid fast pass. I'm sorry. Nobody no. ever. No. no, of course right? I didn't. It's bullshit, right? So and I know, that, I know they've got to, I know they've got to dress it up. I know it's a business and they know this is going to be unpopular and they've got to dress it up. But I mean, 
they don't have to be so over the top, saccharine sweet, stick it in your face, you know. Um, and then they got the fake panel at the end where none of them are asking any really tough questions. One woman kind of touched on the, you know, well, you know, how's this going to go for a family? But it was, she it was, was a fake question. Yeah. Executed off screen. It was a fake question. You know, none of them were asking the, the tough questions, you know. Um, it will, you so, know what will be interesting as well, actually? It will be interesting yeah. to hear what those saccharine Disney podcasts are saying. Right, because we get, we know that the biggest criticism we ever get on this podcast is, "Oh, you've always got something negative to say." So I want to hear those really happy, clappy Disney podcasts where Disney can do no wrong. I want to hear how they're reacting to this because, you know, these people on social media they're not happy. So it'll be interesting if they carry on their normal charades on their actual podcasts and vlogs and everything else, because they're saying something completely different on their social media feeds. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, you know, I'm not going to go on about this because it is what it is. It's done, you know, and yeah. it's the way of the world. And, you know, it, it, it could have actually been worse. Right. I mean, I actually, yeah. you were hearing well, all sorts of things and, and I fear that will get worse though. That's, that's the only problem. How much worse? I don't know, but if this is successful, Disney will put up the prices and they'll keep yeah. squeezing as much out of as they can. But hey, for now, it's it's a reality. And the only other thing I was going to say was um, we know that they wanted to introduce virtual standby queues as well. Yeah. And for your average guest who isn't, you know, a vlogger or a blogger or an expert in theme parks and who hasn't been, you know, 15 times or whatever, your average family who goes maybe, you know, once every five years, 10 years, whatever, they wait until the kids are a reasonable age and they take them. My God, it's it's a lot of information to take in, you know, especially if they bring out virtual queues at some point in the near future. You've got virtual queues, you've got My Disney Experience, you've got Genie, Genie, uh, Genie Plus, Lightning Pass, Lightning Plus, Plus, oh, ADRs. All, all, these, all these terms, I, mm. I completely agree. Um, Craig, what, what was you going to say? Well, I mean, like, first of all, universal, right? If you're staying at a deluxe hotel, you do it right. You give it away with the hotel. It's hidden in the cost. But that hotel room is $350 per night. You can fit five people in them rooms, right? And each one of them gets unlimited express. If you walk up to the park on, on the day at Universal, the baseline it'll say on the website is, for example, from $69 plus tax, from $79 plus tax, whatever, from $99 plus tax. I showed you lot the other week an express pass with one go on each ride. It was over $300 for the day. So a family yeah. of four rocking up at Universal are going to be paying $1,200 a day. At least Disney are rinsing people a little bit more... Um, it's more palatable. So a family of four, it's going to cost me $60 a day if I choose to do that. And if I choose to go and ride the two flagship rides that I'm allowed to ride that day in different parks, worst case scenario, it's another $200 because it's $25 times. For da, 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 da. But that's not likely to happen. 
And Express Park, you- just just correct me, but Express Pass is on top of park admission. So you can't, you, you couldn't just buy an Express Pass. You'd have to buy an Express Park Pass on top of your ticket for yes. the day. Yeah. 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 That's a, I mean, so actually, that's, that's interesting, Craig, what you said there, because that was what I was uh, going to bring up. So in the UK, especially, now bearing in mind, our American guests, uh, American audience, when they're going to Disney World, they're going for five days, they're going for seven days. When we're going to Disney World, we're going for 14 days, we're going for 21 days. You know, it's a, it's a big difference in, in the length of the holiday that we have when we go to Florida. In the UK, we would get things like Memory Maker thrown in for free um obviously magical express used to be free blah, blah, blah. um dining plan used to be included uh, as well so now that that's on the back burner they're obviously doing a little thing at the moment like a gift card thing um you know so much per day for for hotel guests spend on whatever um but it's not the dining plan so do you think that this is something which maybe six months a year down the line this will be included in moderate hotel size i personally think at some right again right the the dining plan the uk gets is not the dining plan the americans get because they're only there for so many days and theirs is very targeted to this weekend it's available that weekend it's available whereas we'll get it for like the whole summer but only at certain hotels as well. So they're very targeted and how they put the dining plan out there. But if you're in the right place at the right time and it's the hotel you want to stay at, the time of year you want to stay at, absolutely, it's fantastic. I think Brits eventually will get this worked into their packages for, or I think they'll get the Disney Plus, sorry, the Genie Plus. I mean, Kerry said, $60 $60 a day. So if we go for 10 days on the bounce, it's only $600. That's <laughs> they, were, they were their words. Yeah. Only $600. But and when you're spending £17,000 on a holiday, and I'm not being big-headed, that's just how it is, right? Because we fly premium economy. We're flying in August. The, the biggest part of our holiday isn't the Disney bit or the Universal bit. It's the flights. We're getting rinsed on the flights, £1,750 per person. Uh, and also the ho- the hotel as well, because you're not staying at a pop century or an all-star resort. No, I'm staying at a, at a and, and that's level. your choice. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm just pointing out that, yes, you're, you're paying through the nose for flights, but you're also not staying at basic accommodation. And, and in back in the day, we would have had a car and we would have got a car for, for five hundred dollars and we would have fueled the car and we would have had to pay a bit of parking you paid at universal you paid at a hard rock yep. you had to pay you know so we don't get a car anymore so that that cost is gone we give our time to disney transit there's all there's all there's all algorithms at play here that we don't understand the there's still limiting numbers in the parks and that has got to mean something they're still saying the, the, I was watching the Disney food blog um, on YouTube the other day and some of the days parks are still, they're still saying you can't get a pass for the park this day. You can't get in today. Yeah. No, so I, I believe they're still not 100% capacity. I think no. they're still ramping up, but they're getting there. Yeah. What is 100% capacity? It's, it's well, Christmas Day, surely, is 100% capacity. 
Yeah, pretty much. It's different. It's different for each park, I think. But Disney don't share those numbers. I mean, people yeah, have estimated the, them. Yeah, but the, the 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 fact is at the moment that if a, if a park has fifty percent capacity, that's a hundred percent capacity. You know what we're saying is great that you know what is 100% capacity right now. No, because no, the COVID restrictions yeah. aren't 100% capacity. No, yeah, I get that, but they're still turning people away when the when it's full, and yeah. the, in and that is not going away anytime soon, right? And they are enabling that's enabled them to plan to order the foods to do the rostering. To, to work out, micro-plan the costs, which is what Disney's all about. Now, nickel and dime and people. Well, and I think the was... other thing is, the other thing, Craig, is that they're still throttling back because they don't have the staff, right? Yeah, there's, exactly. a massive, there's a massive staff shortage. I mean, if you just think about, you know, the international um, programs, you know, most yeah. of the restaurants and shops in Epcot and... and all, you know, most of the restaurants in, um, in Animal Kingdom Lodge were staffed by natives of those countries, you know, UK Pavilion, that's where my daughter worked, yeah. you know, so yeah. there's, there's a lot of people there are being backfilled by, you know, Native American, um, natural American, American citizens, yeah. um, and, and they've lost people, they've laid people off, and they haven't got them all back again, so... Everything is being gradually ramped up as 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 COVID is allowing it, but also as their own, you know, staffing is allowing it. So it will take some time, who knows how long, but I guess this thing that we're talking about tonight, the Max Plus and that sort of thing, that's here beyond that. I mean, that's here for the for the long term. Yeah. Huh? I mean, um, right. Let's get let's cut to the chase now, right? Mr. D. When mm-hmm. you go next, you're probably going to be the next person to go. Sorry, mm-hmm. mi- mi- sorry, Dubs, but probably Mr. D is going to be the next person to go. Will you pay out for it? Yeah, yeah, we will. So let, let me tell you what we're thinking. I mean, obviously, there's still there's still stuff to be revealed here. We don't we don't know everything, but based on what we've just talked about, um, next time we go, we're probably going to do. And it just, there's a few moving pieces, but it'll probably be like three nights in Universal and 14 nights in, in Disney. So for the time that we're in Disney, um, and we, you know, we've, we've joined DVC now. So any possibility of us getting this through a UK package is, is gone, right? Same, same with the dining plan. Um, if that, if and when that comes back again. So in our case, I'm sure we will have to just pay for this stuff, which is fine. Um, so I think, what, I think what we would do is, you know, we'd, we'd plan our, our days in the parks and for certain days, we, we would probably buy the Genie Plus. Uh, um, but... I don't think we'd necessarily buy it at the beginning of the holiday. I think we'd we'd go and see how we'd got on, and see see how how the crowds are, and you know how how things are are falling up. Because again, nobody really knows how how many of these genie pluses people are going to buy, or how many of the lightning plus passes people are going to buy. So so therefore, you don't know what the standby yeah. queues are going to be yeah. like. 
So I think what we'd probably do is initially we probably wouldn't buy it. We'd probably go in, see how busy things are, see what we can get on. Obviously, we know, you know, we know the parts quite well. So we're quite, you know, we're quite able to build little tactics and strategies to, to try and get on things. We would probably go early in the morning and because we're staying on site, we'll get that 30 minutes early access. So we try and hit a couple of the big rides in those 30 minutes if we can. Um, and then we, we'd suss it out from there. There'll be some days where we'll maybe go to Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon or Disney Springs. So on those days, we wouldn't buy it. That's, that is one of the good things about this. You can choose the days that you're going to buy it and the days that you're not going to buy it. So if we're having a, a water park day, instead of it being like half water park and then get showered and maybe go to Epcot that night, we might uh, half water park and then go to Disney Springs or go to the boardwalk and just don't bother that day. So, and then as we get towards the end of the holiday, if we're really struggling to get on something like Ride of Resistance, then just to make sure we got to ride it at least once on that holiday, yeah, definitely. If I could get a hold of those passes, yeah, but to make rise, sure rise of the resistance, rise of the resistance is not looking like that's going to be on one. That's going. I that, think it is. No, it's well, it it's it, it's not mentioned anywhere when they mention like what big attractions they're talking about and no because of the boarding group situation, that is not likely to change. I think that is going to remain in place. That said, the fact you're going to be there for as long as you are, the chances of you getting at least one uh, one boarding group while you're there are probably pretty well, high. But Isn't Ratatouille yeah. supposed to be rolling out boarding groups as well? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. yeah that's, that's going to be the same. So those, those two that's attractions are going to... It's a brand new attraction in Epcot. You know, you know, you've been on Ratatouille, we've all been on Ratatouille. We know that that is not going to remain in place. That is not going to be yeah. uh, a, an attraction that's on the same level as Rise of Resistance. But for now, they will consider that as being at, a, at that same tier. Um, at the other advantage you got, Mr. D, as well, is that mm -hmm. you, you know, when you aren't planning to go, this mm -hmm. would have been rolled out for, you know, almost yeah. a year. So, yeah. so yeah, therefore, yeah. you know, by that time, you will know based you'll on what's expert. going on yeah. well yeah you'd be an expert but also you'll also have an idea how many days you likely to need it i'm yeah, not saying exactly. you're, you're necessarily gonna have to like put that in your budget already but yeah like you say there you know how many days might you need it well it could turn out because of how people now queue for rides you know with mm -hmm. this implemented you might need it for two or three days yeah sure. that's yeah. that's the thing or you might need it for every day you want to go to a park because it's a mess we mm -hmm. don't know and it's too early for anyone to know this so far yeah. it's going to be interesting the, the, the thing is you know this has really upset people i think if you are being and i think what we've done tonight has, has been good and i hope people listening to this um have have kind of followed what we've said because i think when you break everything down yes okay i think we can all appreciate that it is a bit gross in the way that it's being done and you know you're charging with something that you never got before but there are some things which actually might not be such a bad thing. So, you know, I don't think it's all doom and gloom. You know, no one here is saying I'm never going to Disney again or anything like that. It's definitely yeah. going to impact how you plan for Disney and, yeah. and how you might do certain things. You might not yeah. want to stay um, as, as long as you previously did. People might have more split holidays than they did. Um, but 
I don't think this is, you know, people are like, I'm never going again. I'm canceling my holidays, <laughs> all this. I think that's too much of an overreaction. I think yeah. once the dust has settled, and also as well, like with everything, the next generations are like the people that are going in 10 years' time. This will be the norm for them. They yeah. will have no concept of, of what we had with Fast Pass or Fast Pass Plus. Sure. This will just be normal. We, I, I bet you, though. Let's go ahead, Greg. Sorry. No, just we would go to a bar to meet girls. The, the kids now swipe left, swipe right. People are changing. We, you know, all the theme that's been put into these theme parks is for us to look at and to drink in and to immerse ourselves. But what Disney have done is said, don't look at all the theme and don't look at all the, the work our imagination have done. Look at your phone. Go yeah. on your phone. Put your headphones in and listen to your audio um, you know, description or whatever they're doing with it. Yeah, the Lumangelo's yeah. in your ear telling you to look at stuff. So people are going to be walking around. It's basically uh, Wally. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Wally with legs. Wally with legs. We're all just going to be walking around, looking. We're all going to have battery anxiety. We're all going to be looking to plug in. We're all going to be taking battery packs. You're still going to have a backpack on your back. You'll have a car battery in the back, and you'll all be plugged in. Not all you know, scales. The changing, the changing, yeah. change how you do the parks. Yeah. It's for me. It's going to kill a lot of the parks, but. This is how the kids do everything. Kids yeah. walk out in front of cars all the time because they're, they're on the phones. Doesn't make it right, but they still do it. Yeah. No, well, no, I, that's I, definitely not right. <laughs> I, I I agree with what Nick said. I mean, I think that you know this this doesn't isn't even a question. You know, would I go back to Disney? Of course I would. You know, and we'll have a fantastic time. It, this yeah. isn't gonna isn't gonna spoil that. It is gonna change it, and it's gonna make it cost more which is unfortunate, but it's just the way of the world. And anybody up there who's never been and is listening to this podcast, you know, don't, don't let this put you off. You'll, you'll have a great time. But and, do your I, research. I, I, yeah, learn, and I, learn how to manipulate it and learn how to use it. And that was the same for FastPass Plus, and it was the same for paper. FastPasses, there were yeah. definitely strategies and ways that you I, could maximise your time in a park. I bet you you could go back and find uh, newspaper clippings of Fast Blast Plus coming out and people's heads falling off. We oh. were probably podcasting then when it happened. We did, we did, um, and we and we and and we did, we did, and we did. <laughs> you know, we podcast about I, it, and our heads fell off because you know change wasn't good. The, the, now the other thing I will say, um, I, I want to talk about one other thing about this, which is disabled access in a minute, because I know that some people have been really concerned about that. So I'm going to address that in a minute, but. I would just like to point out before anyone calls me out, I'm still really angry about what Disneyland Paris have done. Right. Yeah, this so is, this I, is I, not, this is not the same as what Disneyland Paris has done. And I still yeah. think that is an absolute disgrace. This is nowhere near as bad as Disneyland Paris. The difference is, is that people don't care about Disneyland Paris in the same uh, way they do about the American parts. And that's why well, this is such a hot topic. You're right. But I, I think in Disneyland Paris, you've got a chance that it will fail. It will fall flat on its face. Whereas this so this isn't going to fail, right? It's going yeah. to be successful yeah. to some extent. Some bits of it might be more successful than others, you know. The Genie Plus, I think, will be successful, the $15 a day. The other bit, I don't know, maybe, probably, probably be good. But I mean, right. There's a demand I mean, there. You, you know, right. The, I mean, the same demand. For Sorry, me, Greg. 
the way we're we're thinking, and it, again, it's only come out in the twenty four hours ago, whatever. For mm-hmm. us, we're going to be very much like you, Mister D. We're going to get up in the morning probably and see how we feel. You're going to mm-hmm. still use the touring plans, crowd yeah. calendars. You know, Disney yeah. could be honest and do their own crowd calendars, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Touring plans do, so still use touring plans. Yeah. Look at the crowd calendar. It's a four. It's a three. Do I really mm-hmm. need this today? Four. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's that thing. So yeah, Kerry said, "Oh, it's only sixty dollars a day. That's ten days, six hundred dollars." There's water park days, as you said. There's shopping days in that. There's quiet days in that. We're not going to mm-hmm. use this every day. We're going yeah. to play it by ear. But on the days you're not dropping sixty dollars to do Genie Plus, you could go and drop. and go and just do the one ride you really wanted to do and guarantee that you walk straight on it, you know. That's right. And I think for our American friends who who may only be gone for five days and the first time you go, you're probably going to buy this straight out the gate because you haven't got, you haven't got the time to wait to see, you know, you may only have one day in each part. So you're you're probably going to go for it right out of the gate. Fine. You know, I hope that, hope that works well for you. And the, the thing with American, for the Americans, right, is if Disney are posting fake times and people are spending money on the back of them fake times, people will sue Disney and they'll get a class action lawsuit against them and all the yeah. Disney nerds will all sign up to it and they'll sue Disney out of town. And you yeah. know that will happen. Yeah. There's a tour and plans video put up last week, I think, or the week before, where tour and plans pulled apart Disney's wait times. They sent people into the parks and you were 50%. What Disney was saying, if it was a 30-minute wait, it was a 15-minute wait. If it was a 60-minute wait, it was a 30-minute wait. They will, if there's money, there's money changing hands now, Disney will get sued. And that's what and that's what's interesting, because you know, there will be disclaimers. I'm, I'm sure when you sign up to use the app, there'll be disclaimers that they can't be held accountable for inaccuracies, blah, 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 blah. But it will just be interesting to see. And I'm sure touring plans will do this comparison. You know, the actual posted wait times at the ride versus what is in the Genie Plus app. Because it, yeah, it yeah. could be that Genie Plus is accurate based on people's phones and tracking and blah, blah, blah. And the, and the wait times that are published on the ride. Because the only people that are going to look at the, the wait times physically on the ride are the people who haven't paid for Genie Plus. Because if you pay for Genie Plus, you're going to look at your phone, right? So yeah. did Disney keep those two in sync, or do they try? I, think, they, I you know? think they've got to, because, I mean, you can stand at a bus stop, and you can see your time on your bus is yeah. coming down, down, down. And yeah. then, as, as long as that bus is still moving, it will arrive on time. Yeah. It's, o- yeah. it's only when, I mean, again... Nick's just touched there on on the disability side of things. That's mm-hmm. not not against dis, dis, disabled people, but rides get stopped and shut down while they mm-hmm. put a wheelchair on, while they take a wheelchair off, all this type of stuff. Somebody there might be a protein spill. There could be any number of things that mm-hmm. throw the algorithm out. Joe, you know, how do you how do you factor in? You've got humans in this yeah. system. Humans cock everything up. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. one. There's one other small point I just wanted to make. Um, obviously, as Craig mentioned, you know this is going to be driven by people's phones. You're going to have to be checking the app, looking, you know, looking for 
your next, I won't call it fast pass, but your next, your next lightning pass or wait times or whatever. And sometimes the Wi-Fi in the park's a bit patchy. So if, if you're coming from another country like the UK, um, you may just want to want to think about that. You know, does your, your provider allow you to use your data in, yeah. in the US or do you need to think about paying for something or buying a local, you know, a SIM card from Walmart or whatever? So there's, there's just a few things to, to think about there. I've never had too much trouble with the Wi-Fi, um, but, it, but it is a little bit spotty. It's, it's 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 patchy i used it in there a little mm-hmm. bit and yeah it, it, you know only in hollywood studios and you know it, it was okay but it wasn't it wasn't great yeah. now the thing is that is obviously updating you know that they will improve the Wi-Fi. Out. exactly yeah, must... you know more coverage um yeah. i mean i think i think in the end i actually switched to my data because i was on three mm-hmm. so yeah. i could uh you know use my data abroad um so that music was, to know. my ears. I'm getting yeah. my new three phone tomorrow. Hey. Oh well, I'm on I'm yeah. on O two now, so I'm screwed. I've got to pay about fifteen oh. quid or something for the extra. Well, I've just switched from Vodafone to to three. Yeah, well, Vodafone, three. you must have been made of money. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I had a bit. Had, well, they thought so when it, when it came time to renew. I had a good deal before that, but but yeah, they must have thought so because the renewal price was a shocker. Yeah. Three. So I'm on three, so that helps me. But there's things like that that people, if they're coming from another country, not just the UK, you know. Um, and and just we think can about do that. an episode on all that type of stuff. We can do mm-hmm. some detective work about all the, the mobile providers and yeah, and and stuff that you don't think about. Yeah, yeah, you know. it's, yeah it's 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 a good idea actually because mm-hmm. yeah, it's something that I think a lot of us know. I mean, look, the the last time I went for a proper trip to uh, Florida for you know three weeks, I had to buy a sim from ebay uh from an american seller so i had an at&t sim card for me to use in the states because you know data roaming at that time was a little bit iffy yeah um that's that's no longer the case you can buy bundles and you can you know all, all odds and sods so uh i yeah. got um i got chris speed to go to walmart for me yeah. on his family holiday and buy me burner phones yeah that's yeah. what a lot of people do he buy, brought buy into the country for me yeah and I think I, I got just, my, just buy the sim. Yeah, I think I got my brother to buy me a um a satnav from Walmart because obviously yeah. it come loaded with the American maps. Yeah. So I couldn't I couldn't figure out how to how to get them in the like it seemed to be too much faff to try and uh, buy them in the UK. So I just bought an American uh, satnav. So when I went to the states, it was ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing you don't need to do so much nowadays. Um, I yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the disabled access. Craig, do you need to shoot off or yeah, I will actually because it's getting on. Um yeah. I've left our, our Grace is upstairs, so yeah. I'm in Elgin, I'm in Scotland. The um the uh, what are they? What what did I have? Oh the haggis, they come out this time of night and oh, they're right. a bit ferocious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to be careful. Wanna be careful. Yeah. It was, Breadsticks it was lovely to chat, boys. It was lovely to chat and talking to people like Kate. Kate, don't let it worry you. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Please, please, you'll be following yeah, them out time. on the next. Yeah, you'll be so angry on the next Mickey Waffles, but don't mm. let it worry you. She won't Just be. Do your she own won't. Work. She won't be because she'd have listened to this episode by that point, and oh, she'll she'll so. have she'll have mellowed she'd have mellowed out. 
Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to talk about disabled access uh, now. So, Craig, you can listen to that later on. But thank you for joining us. Cheers, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Stay Bye. safe Bye. up in Scotland. Cheers, yeah, keep away from Bye. those haters. Okay, the new Jimmy. <laughs> so See you later. All, that's all our Scottish listeners gone. Um, okay, so um, yeah, disabled access service or DAS pass uh, has been a thing for a long time. That is also coming um, as as part of uh, the genie. Um, now, what's interesting is there's going to be an option to pre-register for both parks. So um, it says guests will be able to set up a virtual call with a cast member as early as 30 days in advance to register for a DAS pass. During the video chat, guests will be able to select up to two experiences per day using the new DAS advanced planning option. These selections must be booked at least two days prior to the day you plan to redeem them, as you will not be able to make these selections a day of your park visit. As long as the attractions you're looking to select are available, you will receive a one hour return time for the day of your visit. The selections you make will show up in your My Disney Express account. Um, previously, if you're requesting a DAS pass, you would be required to talk to a cast member in person. However, once the new Genie, uh, Disney Genie system launches, guests who are registered in the system will be able to make their return time selection straight from the My Disney Experience app while they are in the parks. Um, so there are some changes. Um, my understanding, I think, with DAS is that you didn't have restrictions, i.e., you know, you weren't capped to how many attractions you could use those on a day. Um, right. I'm not entirely sure. So it is going to be more restrictive. Um, and I know that is probably going to upset at least one listener. Okay. Um, no, I know I've been talking to already. Um, um, but yeah, I, that that's that's what that's going to be doing mm. now what it doesn't say and what i'm assuming is probably going to be the case is that if because it doesn't say you need to have um genie plus for this right this so 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 this is free would, according to this this is this is free so, like the like the desk pass used to be so yeah. i'm assuming that that mm -hmm. wouldn't stop you if you wanted to they you know upgrade it to genie plus that you you wouldn't be able to yeah i'm sure disney would be happy to take your money <laughs> exactly um yeah. so well, i'm yeah. glad that they're that the das pass is it should be you shouldn't you shouldn't have to pay to get access to that no no well the uh, the other thing what i think is good as well is the fact that you're able to to pre-do this you know because because one of the things you had to do at the beginning of the holiday and obviously i've um yeah. trying to find this out because this is obviously going to affect uh you know our next holiday when we do this um is you know you had to go and see somebody and then you have to go and um you know speak to them and get it all sorted out and you know get it get it set up so that's going to save that time you know your first yeah. day in the parks you're able to crack straight on um because you it's all been it's all been done now what is interesting and this is a difference between another difference between disneyland paris and, and the american parks so when you go to Disneyland Paris and you need a disabled access pass, you have to go with evidence of what mm. your disability is because they yeah. determine what type of pass you get. There's a, there's a green and an orange pass. The green pass was for permanent disabilities. The orange was for temporary. So uh, things like if you broke your leg or 
um, if you were pregnant. That's what the orange pulse is for. Um, and you had to go with a letter from your doctor or a um, you know letter from your local authority in the UK with a diagnosis of what your condition was or uh, a disabled parking badge, like a blue badge. Um, because all of those things, you know, you can't just get a blue badge. You have to, you get those offered to you if you've got certain disabilities um, and it's, you know, it's all done through uh, correct channels. So therefore yeah. they would accept anything like that. My wife, for example, my wife, when she was pregnant, she had to take her, um, her birth planning book with her from the hospital um, with all the doctor's notes in it. She had to carry that with her, obviously, in case anything happened. Um, but that's what Disney used uh, to determine she was able to get a, a disabled pass. So um, that's what Disneyland Paris have, have always done. In America, they can't ask you for evidence of any of this stuff. So right. you can rock up, people could rock up and say, I'm disabled. And they can't ask you for any evidence of that. They can't ask you what disability you've got um, or to prove that sure. you've got any disability. So it was always a particular bone of contention because people abuse that system. We know people abuse that system because some people with uh, a bit more of a following than other people would also use this service with no real need to have it or certainly nothing that they were disclosing. Now, People get very sensitive about this and about, you know, privacy and everything like that. I've never understood why, if you've got a disability, why you can't discuss that with a professional. You know, I'm not asking you to disclose it publicly, but, what you know, I, I never saw anything wrong with the Disneyland Paris version of you need to, you know, to explain what your disability is or, or prove you've got that disability. So... That's one thing they've never been able to do. And it's also one of the reasons why when Disney World decided to drop the mask mandate, as long as you were vaccinated, everyone went to the parks without masks because they couldn't ask you to prove your vaccination status. Yeah. Um, so one of the things in the, um, the kind of small print of this uh, section of uh, the, the Genie and DAS service is, uh, it says, what happens if any of the statements made by guests in the process of reg registering for DAS are found to be not true? And it says, if Disney determines that any of the statements a guest made in the process of obtaining DAS are not true, the guests mm. will be permanently barred from mm. entering Walt Disney World Resort and the Disneyland Resort and any previously purchased annual passes, magic key passes, tickets, and other part products and services will be forfeited and not mm. refunded. That is a yeah. big ass statement, and that yeah. I'd like to um, I'd like to think that that is um, I, I I think you know I, personally I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think people are going to kick off about that. I How are they going to know though? How are does um, if well, they can't ask you for proof of your disability, how are they going to know? That's 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 that what's interesting. That? That is what's going to be interesting. So they're having they, they're obviously now saying you're going to have these video calls. So I guess they're going to determine that based on what you say or how you say yeah. it. Um, it depends on how good you you know how good your poker face, I suppose. Mm. Um, really, but again, I, presumably then, presumably in these in these calls, or they can't they can't ask you what your disability is, can they? 
Well, I'm, I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's still going to be the same. I think, but, mm-hmm. but the, the thing is now they're kind of really kind of hammering home. Like if you're, if we suspect you're lying about this, we are going to, you know, take all these steps. Um, yeah. Now you're, you're quite right. Um, and I, I guess what would happen here is let's just say somebody said, um, I have got a problem with um, my leg. I'm not able to stand for long periods of time because of such and such, right? If that's what they're going to say. Um, if Disney found that to be a lie mm. and they turned around and said, right, you know, we believe that you fraudulently claim for this. I guess mm. at that point you would have to, you know, the only way to defend that is to show actual proof. I'm sure Disney mm. would have to give you um a reason to you know defend that accusation if they were to be as bold as to make one um mm-hmm. i mean look in, in reality do i think disney are going to really go to, to town on this probably not i yeah, think there's some pretty it's, strong evidence it's I a think. bit like yeah it's a bit like um i'm looking at this a bit like um when people used to um, make claims for disability in the uk mm-hmm. you know as reasons for not being able to work mm-hmm. you know i can't you know i've, I've hurt my back so I'm not able to to work at the moment, and yeah. then you know somebody undercover would f- film them running a marathon. Mm-hmm. Some and, and, and that stuff happened, right? That is legitimately stuff that happened. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I'm guessing it's going to be a bit like that. You know, a, a vlogger this week, and, and this is different to the, the best past, but just to just to kind of emphasise this. So a prominent Disney vlogger this week went on a Disney cruise. And um, because he was unvaccinated, he had to have a test before going on the cruise. Fine. Um, And he filmed all that, and and that was fine. However, he has been in the parks since the parks reopened, since a mask mandate was dropped for people that were vaccinated and not wearing his mask in the parks. So he completely outed himself there because he was obviously not vaccinated, but he was going into the parks saying he was vaccinated and not wearing his mask. So that video quickly came down and got re-edited with that section taken out to not show him getting the test because obviously why would he have a test? He's vaccinated. Um, But, but he was, you know, that was obviously found out. So I, you know, that, that's, that's not something that's going to get you a DAS pass anyway, (laughs) you know, having COVID, but do you know what I mean? It's 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 doing stuff like that. It's saying to Disney, I'm not able to walk or I'm not able to stand for a long time because I've got that. And then they appear and run Disney or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't have it both ways. So I think all this will do is it will make people that would have seen this as an easy option think twice before doing it. You'll still get people that will do it and you'll get people that play the system. People always play the systems and some people will win and see, some people will lose. But if, if mm. you've got stuff to lose now because of it, you're going to think twice. That's that's what I, I see it as. Mm. I still think personally, and they can't because it's it, it's part of like US law. But for me personally, I don't see why anyone shouldn't have to show why they are. I mean, my son, if you go and meet my son, it's very obvious that he is not the typical seven-year-old. He can't talk. He can't communicate. Um, you know, he can't speak. He says, you know, makes a few noises, says like very, very few words. Um, so, you you know, it, 
it, it's obvious with him that there is something wrong with him. You know, he's, he's not neurotypical, but people do have hidden disabilities and I completely get that. But for me, you're not asking to show that to the person standing behind you in the queue. You are asked, you know, you should be asked to, to prove that to somebody who's a professional. Yeah. And that information stays in that room. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I don't see why you, you're allowed to do it in other Disney parks. You're not allowed to do it there. I said, well, I mean, mm -hmm. I do. It's it's the law, but I don't see why that is right because literally you can just go and say, yeah, I'm disabled, and they just yeah. give you a pass before. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah, it's it, it's yeah. interesting. But um, you know, so for people that use the DAS pass now or would need to use the DAS pass um, going forward on future trips. Um, that is the new situation. So you get two um, attractions per day as part of the, the Genie DAS service that you would be able to book up um, in that time frame. So there is still something there. And look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is not as good as what was there before, but it's still something. Um, I mean, they should always make provisions. I'm not saying that, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying be grateful they're doing a little something. Of course not. But um, mm -hmm. at, at least there is still something there that is part of a free service that isn't. Yeah. The only thing it doesn't say is how many people that allows you for. So mm -hmm. uh, my understanding is traditionally that would be your party. So, you know, yeah. if you're a family of four or a family of six, you know, everyone in that party would be able to um, have, you know, be able to go and do the, the attraction at the same time or yeah. you know, see the show at the same time. So it doesn't say that, but I'm guessing because it will all be linked through the app and your party's all, you know, linked together, that it, it will count in that way. But it doesn't specifically yeah. say that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I was reading something. I can't remember the details of it, but um, they are also changing the rider swap policy oh okay uh you know the kiddie swap mm. policy um i'm just trying to just trying to find it now um okay so one adult can wait with the non-rider or riders while the rest of the party enjoys the attraction when the other adult returns they can supervise the non-riding guests and the waiting adult can board the attraction without having to wait and regularly again. So, I... Yeah, it looks like... Because I, th I think what happened what used to happen before was, let's say you had six people and one kid didn't want to ride it. So one adult would stay with the kid and four people would ride. And then those four people would come off and one of the four would swap with the adult and stay with the kid who didn't want to ride. But then the other three plus that one adult would go and ride again. Yeah. And I think they've clamped down on that. They've, 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 I think they've changed it so that it's only the adult who didn't ride. Um, yeah. I think that gets to ride again, something like that. Anyway, I think they've, yeah. they've tightened it up a little bit. Yeah, I just, I just, I just found an article that that pretty much says what you said. Um, I, yeah. I actually don't like that 
And I'll mm. tell you why. Uh, and I've never used this. Actually, no, that's that's not true. We did we did use this once in in DLP, um, yeah. and on that occasion, it was the three of us. It was me, my wife, and my daughter. So she was too small to go on Space Mountain. She wouldn't have wanted to go on it anyway. She's such a wuss. Mm. <laughs> says says the man who was a massive wuss until his late twenties. Um, so what we did is uh, my wife went on first. I waited for my daughter. Then she came yeah. off, and then I went on. Um, yeah. So that worked fine. But what I don't like about that, if you've got kids, so if it was the four of us mm-hmm. um, and, and we had to do that, and I can't, can't see how we would, but, you know, if we, if we did, um, so if my son couldn't go on, um, maybe it's a ride not suitable for autistic kids, whatever. Um, so my wife and daughter would be able to go on and then I would be able to go on on my own. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be able to go on it with my daughter. Yeah. That, I think, is a bit of a shame. Yeah, I'm not sure. Then you're picking who, you know, which which one gets to experience it with their kid. And let's be honest, yeah. half the fun of going on attractions, um, which you know, when you've got children, is to experience it with them. Yeah. So I think that's I think, a bit harsh. Uh, I'm just I'm just trying to read it here because I think the policy previously read if the person in party two waits alone with the child he or she may bring up two other guests back to the ride to ride the attraction with him right. or her please yeah. note that only three guests allow per rider switch okay it now states uh, please note if the person in party two waits alone with a child or non-riding guest the number of guests who may join him or her uh and ride again is limited is limited so it sounds like it sounds like you could go back on with the kids it's it yeah it could be one yeah it could be none yeah so you don't i don't think you have to go back and ride it on your own i think i think but i think if there's 17 of you there's craig in the family (laughs) right and 15 ride it are you suggesting to don't then i don't think 15 get to ride at the second time are you are you suggesting that this is down to craig uh no <laughs> although maybe it could well be um yeah so but, i mean you can you can see how people would would abuse it you know if um if you've got a big group like that you're, yes. you're probably going to have a baby so yeah. great everybody gets to ride it twice apart from the baby who was never going to ride it anyway you know what i mean yeah if it's i mean the thing is it, it could also be discretional because it yeah. doesn't say you know it says the number of guests who may join him or her and ride again is limited. Is limited. So, so I think it's yeah. So I think yeah. it's the cast members' discretion, really. Yeah. And I probably probably which is fine. I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at the end of the day, you know, when my daughter's brave enough to go on something like Space Mountain, yeah. um, and if we got my son who you know won't get on it, saying that actually he's probably going to be the daredevil. So, um, yeah. But you know, I'd want to go on it with her. I'd want to. I'd want to experience it as well. Sure. And you know, if they turn around and said, like, oh, well, only one of you can go on with your, you know, with this child, yeah. that's a hard decision. It's not, it's not exactly yeah. Sophie's choice, but do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Which one of us gets to experience this? And then I suppose the next attraction you, you could swap over, but it's not, that's not yeah. the family experience for me. You know, I've got no problem riding rides on my own. I do it all the time, but yeah, it'd be a shame. So that, that's interesting. Um, not particularly clear maybe more on that will come out as mm-hmm. uh people get to use that that yeah, service sure. now kind of going forward but yeah yeah it's like good to 
um, to call out on. So, yeah, so I think mm-hmm. overall, mm-hmm. would you say that you're not too negative on this? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm negative about the principle. But oh yeah, and I'm I not know, saying you're yeah, no, no you one, know. no one is going to be complete. Yeah. Like you know, this is this is exactly what they should be yeah. doing. Yeah. You know, there'll be issues, but yeah, no. So so yeah, I'm you know I'm negative about the direction that Disney has taken in general, and this is just one more example of it. In terms of the actual thing itself, it, it's it's just a harsh reality of the world, and um. I don't think it's going to stop anybody from having a good time. Um, I think you'll be able to ride most of the rides um, anyway if if you if you apply just some sensible strategies, and if you if you need to top that up with some Disney or some Genie Pluses, then it's not it's not too bad. It's not as bad as it could have been. It's not as bad as the Disneyland Paris version where everything is is the standalone paid for ride, so so yeah, I think it's manageable. You know, I think we'll um, we'll just have to you know bite the bullet and incorporate it into our next holiday and figure out how to make it work. You know, so yeah, it's um, and and just interested to see what else comes out. You know, there's going to be more details. I mean, the actual rides that are going to be included. In the Lightning Plus, I mean, I think it's going to be Rise of the Resistance. I think it's going to be Slinky Dog. But there's there's lists online. You can you can find the list. Two or three attractions per it, park. It's going to be it's going to be quite. You know, yeah. if you if if you and me wanted to sit here now, we're not because yeah. you know it's long enough. Um, yeah. But you know, plus we could my sit battery's here. at one percent, by the way. So I might I might suddenly <laughs> off super. So I'm going um, to say good night now, just in case. Just in case, yeah. Just in case I can't, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could sit here and guess what these attractions are going to be, but they're going to be quite obvious. Um, yeah. uh, Steve Wilson. So we've we've had one one feedback, one bit of feedback already on this announcement, and he says, for what it's worth, uh, his early first th- thoughts on it are: it's always a bit of a shock when these things are finally announced, even though it was no surprise. I think I'm going to have to re- um, properly reserve judgment for a year. We have had three delayed trips planned in the next 13 months. Yeah. I'll be paying close attention to how it affects uh, the enjoyment in the parks. I'm not keen on the upcharge, and the only time we might use that is when we may take my wife's daughter next May. She hasn't been for about 15 years, and if we have to, we may buy the passing for $15 a day, um, yeah. each for the, the four theme parks on, on one day each. But if we struggle to get on rides, if it's just two of us, uh, it's normally, as it normally is, I wouldn't entertain it as we've been many times and missing out on a few rides is not a biggie. But if yeah. it, after these visits we find that this new system is going to mean standing in long lines on holiday, then I think it will be the breaking point. Yeah. I can imagine selling one of our DVC contracts and keeping one and possibly visiting every two or three years rather than once or twice a year. There are many more places I want to visit and perhaps this will be what makes us take that step and not automatically go to Florida. Yeah. Um, and and I suppose the only, the only thing for Steve is the kind of converse is, you know, is if you if you go more often, you need fast pass less, I think, or late and pass less. Well, yeah, I mean that's it. I mean uh, the the thing is, it's how you it's how you holiday, right? Yeah, so it's if your holiday is yeah. if I don't get on all these attractions, I'm going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have to do something, it, yeah. it, it, or you might need to do something because again, we don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. So I think that's where it's going to come into it. And the thing yeah. is, yeah, for for people like Steve, you know, he's not saying he's going to. Well, that's it. I'm never going to Disney, 
but yeah. it might rethink his DVC strategy because, yeah. yeah, if it's not as appealing as it was anymore, I, mm-hmm. I get that. And the yeah. thing is, it is going to change how people go and it is going to be, mm-hmm. it's going to change how people want to do Disney. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because, no. you know, we, you know, I've certainly grown to love Universal more over the years. There are other theme parks in Florida. There are other places to go, um, mm-hmm. like he says as well. So, yeah. I can see this being a blip in the road, Mm -hmm. but time will tell. So I'm I'm really sorry for anyone expected a massive rant. Um, Mm. There are many negatives. There are also some positives. Um, It's going to be interesting, but for me, this is not the end of of Disney. Um, People will, I think, accept it over time, rightly or wrongly. Um, And if it works, Disney are laughing all the way to the bank. And if it doesn't work... I get. I guarantee we'll have something new in five years' time for us to make yeah. that instead. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good attitude. Right. Yeah. Well, look, let's 100%. wrap that episode up before Mr. D's okay. definitely dies. Uh, thank yeah. you for joining me, and thank you for Crave joining earlier on. Um, we're yeah. going to have a little bit of a break now. Uh, Patreons, you're going to get a new episode on the 30th of August um, because I'm taking some, some holiday for the first time in forever. Um, and we will be back on the 6th of September for another Disney Parks and Beyond. So we'll see you then. All right, then. Take care. Enjoy your holiday, Nick. I know I'll probably talk to you before, during, or after. But <laughs> hope it's a good one. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by the Castle Club Boutique. The Castle Club Boutique is a small Etsy store creating Disney-inspired classic fashion tees plus personalised family trip tees inspired by the Disney parts and your favourite classic Disney films. They also stock accessories, children's wear and most recently home decor. Do you have a family trip or special occasion coming up? Let them help you design a perfect custom tee to mark your event by emailing sales at castleclubboutique.com. They ship free to the UK and also worldwide for a small fee. You can find their store on Etsy or follow on Instagram at the Castle Club Boutique. And if you quote Disney Parks, you'll receive 10% off your order at the checkout. So show the Castle Club Boutique some love and we thank them for supporting this podcast.